0: Every so often, I won't say regularly, because it's anything but regular, but just about once a month I get invited on to James Valentine's Afternoons on ABC 702 Radio. Last week, James asked me on to talk about pets, because everybody's talking about pets, like nobody's talking about anything else except pets at the moment. So I thought that would make a very good podcast I'm Jimmy Thompson. This is the flat chat rap
1: on ABC Radio. This is James Valentine.
2: Yes, it is, and a very good afternoon. Hello, Canberra. Hello, Sydney. Hello, Newcastle. Three of the great cities of this nation combined together with one radio show. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, now, for those uh, in Canberra who haven't encountered uh, Jimmy Thompson, uh, let me let me set the scene for you. Jimmy Thompson, for longer than even he cares to remember, and for longer than most people can, has been uh, looking at the strata rules of largely New South Wales and the ACT. Now, you might think to yourself, wow, he sounds like an interesting fellow. And this is the odd thing about Jimmy Thompson. He makes it very interesting. Um, and as more and more Australians in all of those cities I'm describing end up with that we're talking to today, more and more people end up living in apartments and strata and townhouses and, and the like. So more of us have got to get our head across what that means and what some of the issues are. So Jimmy runs a website called flat Chat. Dot com. Dot au he's also written for the domain and the Herald for many years on these issues so you can follow up on anything we're talking about today by going to flat com au and you can look at the debates they've had and the issues that have been there um, but we found it very very helpful and many have listening to this to get Jimmy in to talk through changes as they're coming along now we decided to have a uh, something of a uh, flat chat special today because um, Jimmy and I were linked into a discussion on Twitter Oh, yeah. uh, about an assistant dog, uh, Jimmy. G'day. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to have you have you along as, as always. Um, you were very helpful and sent some some good advice. This was the initial story. Um, look, I'm so annoyed. I can't believe that our building manager is having another go at removing Buddy from the building. Buddy being a dog. We've got the assistant dog jacket and approval. So this person's now gone to their employer and they've sent a letter um, because now the the building manager saying, oh, the dog is overweight. The dog is over a weight limit, not that the dog's yeah. fat, but the dog is too big yeah. for the building. The building manager hates dogs um, and we can't, you know, it's, it's making it so difficult to deal with this. And this is an assistance dog. These are right. these, these marvellous dogs that will be trained in all sorts of ways to help people with all kinds of disabilities, mental health issues and, mm. and all, the, all the rest. It's, a, it's an absolutely fantastic thing. Mm. And if, if, there's, if there's one dog you might want in your in your apartment building, it would be an assistance dog. Yes. It will be really great. It will be well-trained. It yeah. will be absolutely, be, you know, perfectly yeah. behaved. It will be uh, absolutely wonderful. So I thought, I think some of that issue has been dealt with. We won't deal with that one necessarily, that issue mm. specifically, but if you've got something like that to deal with, um, give us a call. And I thought it, it prompted me to think, let's go over the whole pet thing. It's a reasonably common theme when we have these discussions. Right. So let's specialise in it today. Yeah. If you've got an issue with pets in your building... If the argument's going on, if you're confronting people about it, if you're not clear what the current laws are around whether or not you can have dogs, cats, and lizards in an apartment in New South Wales and the ACT, you can call us on 1300 222 You can text to 0467 922 702.
0: And Mr. Jimmy Thompson, update please. Right. Parliament. Now, I got to say, first of all, the ACT is a little bit ahead of New South Wales in this. Always. Um, Generally speaking, you cannot unreasonably refuse to have an animal in a building. That's and which is where we are heading at the moment here in New South Wales. So we haven't quite got that here. um, It's on the way. Right. It was. I think it was Tuesday night. They um, approved the the lower house, which is actually the most important one. Approved the amended legislation. Oh, okay. So is that um, current. Yeah, yeah, it is. And yeah. uh, but we. <laughs> so in the future, in the near future, the law will say that you cannot unreasonably refuse to have an animal in a building.
2: Now, is that is that slightly? There's a that sounds like a nuance that's that that I need to understand. That's slightly different from saying you're allowed to have a dog in the building. Yes you're right it is different from that <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like, so the,
0: so this government the, this the bill that was promoted um, mainly by Alex Greenwich the the uh, Sydney MP um, he got between the warring factions and and basically took him six months of uh, playing table tennis right. uh, to get everybody to agree on a form of words but basically the form of words is in the future you cannot unreasonably refuse but in that act, in that bill, was a provision that the government would go off and define unreasonable. Right, okay. And I think at the same time they're going to do something about the number of angels you can have dancing on the Yeah, head. right, right, pet. right. Well, I suppose I'd interpret you cannot reasonably
2: refuse anybody having... and Is it dogs specifically or pets, pet animals. animals uh, yeah. pet or animal in the building as in if you have a small fluffy dog that mm. you walk twice a day... Mm it would be unreasonable to refuse anyone having that. If you wanted to breed Great Danes in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment, that's, we might
0: reasonably refuse that. Okay, you might think that, right. James. Right, okay. But uh, Great Danes are very good apartment dogs.
2: Well, I suppose, okay... Because they don't require the...
0: much exercise and they don't bark. Right, so I suppose outside of the specifics
2: of breed, yeah. characteristics but that's, of But that, that is a oh, very you relevant can you? thing. All right, all right. Yeah, so small yappy dog could be way more annoying. If you've
0: got a dog, a small yappy dog that's territorial, that right. every time it hears somebody out in the corridor, it's going to run up to the door right. to protect your property okay. by barking at the person. That's not a good apartment dog. Right. But a big lazy dog that just—I mean, as long as you can afford to buy a second sofa yeah, right. for the dog, <laughs> a Great Dane is. Yeah, is yeah, that's oh, true. It's true.
2: And people say this about greyhounds as well, don't they? That they—they—they're yeah. they, they, they're, they're largely sleepy. Yeah. they like a quick run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> every now and again, and uh, but otherwise quite good. So, is, is there a list of recommended breeds, there for is. example, in dogs? There, there is, is but okay.
0: not one that I have to. Okay, end, yeah, yeah. He says yeah. with panic in yeah. his voice. Yeah. All right, um, but yeah, there, there is um, the uh one of the big pet insurers and we have it on the flat chat website we update that quite frequently the best dogs for apartments and right. the, the less good dogs for apartments right. but the pet insurance association they they produce these things every so yeah. often yeah. but they you know the thing about unreasonable i i think they you will find that if a building has never had pets and has recently had a vote where the vast majority of owners in the building have said, we don't want animals in the building, that could be considered a reasonable, possibly a reason for, oh, for okay. refusing. Okay, right. You know, we have chosen this building because it has no pets. Right. That's why we came to live here. Most of us feel the same way. Yeah. Is it fair then for one person to come in and say, well, you can't times unreason- have changed? You can't unreasonably refuse me...
2: But they're saying that's a reasonable ref- refusing because we've been very clear that this is a no pet
0: building. This is my theory, which right. could be exploited at any moment. Okay, I, so again, I, we're still in because we haven't nailed this down. Because yet, the government, in New South Wales,
2: it's still yeah. speculative. Someone
0: when right. it comes, but that's what the law will say. And even things like the law specifically says if you take too long to decide whether or not you're going to allow a pet. It will be deemed to have been allowed. Oh. So they're already thinking ahead on okay. all the, the squirrely things that committees will do. Sorry, if you have a squirrel, then that. Squirrels the, are. I think they're exempt. They're exempt. Okay. <laughs> well, so red is, ones are the grey ones. Are. And
2: so it is pets. So potentially, potentially you can have reptiles and things like that in yes. tanks. Um, and. Yeah, No one can, you can't be unreasonably refuse that. And a lot of that would be, I suppose a lot of discussion around if it's fish or
0: reptiles or hamsters or something like that is, well, they're going to be contained. They will live yeah. in their, their hutch yeah. or their tank. We lived next to a door to a guy once who was a snake dancer. Oh, okay. And one of his snakes went missing. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he searched high and low and never found it and he was moving out and he took a picture of the wall and the snake had attached itself to the back still alive. Right. Attached itself to the back of the picture. That's very cunning, kind of, isn't it? A nice dark, cozy yeah, yeah. place. It's a big it was a like a it, python or a something. Python, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a very that's a cunning snake, as he thought, he's moving soon. He'll yeah. lift up the picture, he'll take me out. Yeah. And in one slither I'll yeah. be free. <laughs> uh Kathy, what did you want to ask? Oh, is that me? Hello, yes. What did you want to ask?
3: Hi, hi. Hi, James. Um, I know that uh, your guest is uh, an expert in strata title, but I wondered if he might be able to comment on company title. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, um, I live in a company title building and... Uh, when we moved, we've been here 15 years, and when we moved in, um, one of the building rules was no pets. Mm. And even though I've been, um, you know, I've kept up to date with the changes to the new South Wales strata laws and was very excited to see that pets were being allowed and that you couldn't reasonably refuse a pet, um, the, shall we say, the, the, the stance um, in the company title seems to be that well we can make our own rules because we're not governed by statute start title law.
0: Right. Yeah, that's correct, Kathy. Right, that's right. absolutely. I'm sorry to tell you that's absolutely correct. Now, there are exemptions to that. For instance, um, the, compa- the the assistance animals are allowed in companies because, for the same reason that they can't be refused entry to restaurants. Right. You know, they're, they're required, they're necessary, they can't be refused entrance on aeroplanes mm. because they're required to be there. Mm. So the same applies to company title. And this uh, is guide apartments. dogs and assistance dogs, yeah. that sort yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long yeah. as they're registered. Yeah. You know, going out and buying a little jacket that says assistance animals probably doesn't do it. Not that we're suggesting that the other person
2: did that. No, I think no, it wasn't no, actual, no, 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 no. They yeah, were yeah, properly yeah. registered. Yeah. And, and, and look... You're right in that some people will say this, but but we got the dog because it's so important emotionally.
0: So therefore, you know, it's, well, yeah. it is an assistance dog. And that is a big deal, and it's a actually quite significant deal. I mean, this new report that came out today from Ahuri, which is the Australian Housing and Urban Research Institute, mm-hmm. backed up by research by six Australian universities, yeah. says one of the problems they find with people being forced to... to uh, give up their pets if they move, if they can't find a rental property that allows pets, they're sometimes staying in dangerous situations, like in a domestic violence situation, because it's disruptive enough for the kids. But if, you know, the kids are going to move home and lose their pet, mum decides, I can put up with this for a bit longer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the study that also says... it? we're all better off overall if we allow yeah, pets.
2: Yeah. What do they that on? What do they mean by that?
0: Well, um, for a start, they they say uh, property damage by households with pets is no more likely than for households without pets. So that's the big argument oh, yeah. against pets. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's gone. Yeah. They've done the research, that's yeah. gone. Basically, if you take out... 60% of Australian households have pets. If you are renting or sell, or selling your property... Are you cut out forty percent of the potential yeah, right. market for rental or sales? Yeah. that's gonna gonna affect uh, yeah. in in some way. And also, the the and this is a slightly less um, uh, uh, definite, but it's better for the community. It creates community, and right. I see it in our building. Our building's awash with dogs, and uh, and people who don't have pets who don't mind pets actually interact with the people who do have pets. Yeah, right. And it's nice. Yeah, yeah.
2: Alex uh, has a question uh, relevant to that. He says, if a dog is allowed on the lease and the lease states that the tenants must have the carpets professionally cleaned at the end of their tenancy in New South Wales, can they get out of getting the carpets cleaned? My agent said that even though it is on the lease, the landlord can't make us. So I'm not. I'm a little unclear in there as to whether Alex has a dog or not. He may be saying that he's got to clean the carpets even though he doesn't have a dog. If he does have a dog, let's say that he does have a dog, the dog's allowed, the lease says you must clean the carpets professionally at the end of it. Wouldn't that be, if it's in the lease, you've got to do that in order to get your bond back and that sort of stuff? Except I
0: think I've got a vague feeling that under the Residential Tenancies Act, you cannot be compelled to do uh, deep cleaning of your... Party. It just has to be clean. However, right. if you have signed a, a, an agreement that you're allowed to have a pet on condition, right. that changes slightly. But I think under general rental rules, and I'd have to go... Would that
2: have to be specified as in, uh, yes, you are allowed to have a dog, but you are agreeing to clean the carpets yeah. at the end, sort of yeah. thing, or yeah. withhold the bond, yeah. not you're allowed to have a dog and somewhere down here it says, you must clean the carpets.
0: No, I think they're connected, I think connected in, in right. the in the lease. Um, but I've got a f- fairly strong feeling that if you don't have pets, if you haven't reached that agreement, the I don't think the landlord can demand that you, you clean the carpets right.
2: unless they need cleaning. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, I'd feel like if you have had a dog in there for two years or something, you, you probably you should yeah, clean the carpets, yeah, you know, yeah. like is that, that's a couple of a, times. A couple of times, <laughs> perhaps. Um... Paul says my dog has never been late in paying the rent isn't that good you yes. know, dogs are very good flatmates they're, they're reliable they uh, always uh, always cough up hopefully just the rent uh roberta <laughs> uh what did you want to bring up roberta
3: uh we have a person in our building who uh claims her dog first was a um therapy dog now she's changed her mind now she says it's a, a companion dog but this dog it yaps intermittently for half an hour every morning before when she goes to work, and right. half an hour when she comes home, as well as during the day. Yep. It's a small block of units, um, and excusing the uh, expression here, but when people go to the bathroom upstairs, the people in the bathroom down, the people in the bedroom downstairs can hear what's going on in the bathroom upstairs. We right. have very bad acoustics.
0: Yeah. Right. This, okay.
3: Dog, yapping dog drives us nut bananas. Right. She's told her she, she can't have a dog and she insists she's keeping it. She doesn't need to give a toss about anything.
2: Yeah. And so, is she Is she acknowledging that it barks?
3: Oh, she claims it doesn't bark when she's at
0: home. Yeah, right. Well, maybe it doesn't Yeah, she's not at home all the time. Yeah. The thing is that um, the assistance animal issue, what, what's, in this whole pet debate, what has been ignored is that for years there has been as part of the law, if the dog is a nuisance, it it has to be dealt with. And basically the owner of the dog is given the option stop the dog from being a nuisance. And if you can't stop it from being a nuisance, it has to go. Right. Now that's been in the law for years.
2: Now that would then end up, I would imagine, very quickly in a situation of mediation of yes. some sort. Because yes. as Roberta's saying, there is no I've never encountered a dog owner who thinks their dog barks when they're not there. Yeah. Or who will believe you when you say that the dog barks when you're not there?
0: So what you do is get your evidence, record the dog, uh, take a diary, right. and then take, go to fair trading for mediation, because you'll need that before you ever go any further with mm. the, the tribunal. Mm. And at that point, maybe the dog owner will start taking things seriously. And there are things like little collars they can have. And when they bark, they, they spray them with something that's, Mm. you know, it's not dangerous but... I think it's a gin and tonic. Gin gin, and tonic. That's That's what I think it is. That's that's quite nice. And then they calm down. But then you find you're making the dog bark so you can... (laughs) So you can have a gin and tonic. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's there's various techniques that uh, can be being
2: employed. Um, I think we'll do this at some other point is we'll take a look at some of the rules around the assistance animals, the official animals, what are the rules around that? Because I think Roberta might also be alluding to the fact that you can't simply declare that this is a... Therapy animal, no. like, no. and we're being. I'm mindful of how important that can be, but there yeah. is a process that needs to go along with that. This is a sort of good general point, but it, it goes towards the the point the uh, the pet issue. Uh, James, I really don't understand why there isn't a isn't more responsibility on the purchaser of the apartment. Are they not responsible for researching the strata rules before purchasing the apartment? I agree with those who choose their building because it's a pet-free and are now frustrated by one person moving into the pet-free building and start demanding that they be allowed to have pets. It's like moving to a suburb under the flight path and complaining about the aircraft noise. Mm. It's... How does Strata deal with this, you know, insisting that you have read the Strata rules of the apartment before you move in?
0: I... Look, I, I sympathise. I, I'm, I'm very pro-pet. And, and in fact the whole of flat chat started because we moved into an apartment building. We were told was pet-friendly and then the first chairman said, right, we're going to get rid of that bylaw for a start. Right. And that's, <laughs> that set off the whole chain of events that has led to me sitting here today. Right, right. But, <laughs> and they still haven't got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I sympathise with people who for either personal, religious reasons or health reasons, have sought out an apartment block mm. that does not allow pets. Mm. And I think I think the key thing is, well, when was the last time that building actually took a poll of the owners and said, Do you still think we what shouldn't we to, have yeah. pets? Yeah. Because the thing about yeah, it's right, you know, do your research, see what the building allows or doesn't allow. You shouldn't try and impose yourself on on the building. And as I often say, the building will change you before you change the building. Yeah. But it's an organic thing. It yeah. changes. We yeah, evolve. Yeah.
2: But looking at it from, back from the other way, how does a building, a cellar, um, the world of strata in general – make the point to someone buying that you should read the rules and I suppose of the building that you're buying into and I suppose I'm thinking of another way of of, of looking at this that it'll be a good idea if all strata rules put the six ones that matter on the front page oh, geez. you know what I mean like don't bury it as 14.2 number one no pets number two visitor parking number three you know the stuff that that is contentious that comes up time and time again put your rules about that on the very front of your strata agreement.
0: I totally I suggested this to one of the Conga line of fair trading ministers right. we've had in the <laughs> last few years. And the response was, but if you do that, then people will say, well, the other ones don't matter. Right. And e- people yes. being people, that could be true, but I think you're right. I think you put it right in the front, you say, we call the cops if you're noisy. Yeah, we want we support pet owners or we don't yeah, support yeah. pet owners. You know, we deal with barking dogs. Mm. We before deal with before you bad buy barking. in
2: here, take a look at 12.4, yeah, 13.1, yeah, 18.6, uh-huh. underlined, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, triple, <laughs> triple. Um, you know, because it, it is true, I, I can see. I mean, I know myself, I am not a great reader of the terms and conditions. I am not a great reader of the the contract detail. I will tend to look at somebody else and go, anything in here I need to worry about? Yes. Rather than read it for myself, you know. So uh, that's laziness and I'm wrong. But (laughs) but it's it's very very natural, you know. know,
0: Especially the way bylaws are are laid out, you know. They do tend to be written in very legalese language because they're written by lawyers a lot Mm. of the time. But you know, if you if you just had those key points for that building, yeah, we we prosecute bad parking, yeah, you know that kind of thing. That's right. And we will clamp.
2: We will do this. We yeah, yeah whatever else. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and and replacement
2: then, keys are four hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: a bit of that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, Grant, what did you want to bring up?
1: G'day. Oh, actually, th- those last couple of points are quite good about the parking and stuff because we've had the same problem in the strata I live in, um, where you've got one car spot for, for various places and they seem to always park in the visitor spots yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, uh, we, we allow one animal and we've had people that have brought in two animals and I think the big problem is also the real estate agent, they don't seem to pass stuff onto, onto the tenants
0: yeah
2: uh, well that, that, oh I see, so so when you're renting out people will move in and they you feel as though the tenant didn't know that they weren't. they were only meant to have one dog
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the place in has got thirty-three units, and we have, I think, roughly ten owners living in there. So we've got, you know, roughly twenty apartments that are rented out, yeah, and a, a variety of animals. And I, I, you know, I love animals. I've got no problem with animals, but um, one apartment's got two freaking little yappy dogs. That, um, and like and you know, it's basically every time they've sort of been contacted, they go, Oh, it's okay. It's only a visiting dog. You know, it's my mum's dog or something, which is
0: looking after for some uh, yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Holiday dog. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mum's dog. You're yeah. routine. Yeah. Well,
2: but these are all the, these are the issues, aren't they? And, and and there'd be a lot of people saying, Yep, we tried that. And as soon as we allowed one pet, somebody said, Well, I have to have the two dogs because they've all grown up together. And that's how you, that's a more responsible way to look after dogs and cats is to have two and etc. cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. People you will know. say
0: dogs are so. Social animals, yeah. and, and if you want to have a problem, restrict it to one dog.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's when you get
0: your barking dog. You some know? people, some people do a dog and a cat. Yeah, and and they because they've got companionship, mm. they're, they're okay. Yeah, then they take cute photos of them together and put it on on, on YouTube for, and, for or even my website and and, and on your website and go look,
2: see the dogs and cats can can get together. I did not hit. Can I just? I'm going to read this out because it's a dog owner. A dog owner who admitted that their dog cried. I did not realise that my dog cried for me till I went upstairs to a body corporate meeting and heard him. Can you That's imagine the, satisf- the satisfaction of everybody else at the body corporate meeting? Yeah. Going, yeah. Would that be your dog? <laughs> We've been talking about. Um, I solved this with my neighbour across the passage who loved my dog but didn't want to keep his own. So yeah. my dog now goes next door for morning and afternoon tea, comes home for sleep after that. Everyone
0: happy, no more crying. Yeah. So nice. Thank I've, you, a dog owner, saying that. I've you know. got a cat that cries when my wife leaves, really? even though I'm sitting there. <laughs> I have to say to her, I'm here. And she goes, oh, all right. And, and she goes, know, You'll do. Okay, yeah. But you know,
2: you, Sue, the preferred one know, is gone. You know, come on. Uh, like uh, you're you, you don't
0: really uh, care uh, about uh, me.
2: No. You're not really my like my, 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 my human.
0: Um, she does things yeah. like walking in front of Sue's screen and wiping whatever's <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly suddenly the tail has underlined she, she likes being screamed at, I yeah.
2: guess. <laughs> Uh, Grant, thanks for your call and thanks for those who called. Flat-chat.com.au if you want to follow up on this and any other issues. Um, It's also perhaps the takeaway from that is the laws are not settled yet in New South Wales, perhaps in ACT, but check and figure out uh, what's going on in uh, any of these areas. Mr Thompson, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for for having me. Flat-chat.com.au.
1: You're listening to James Valentine on ABC Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap Podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flat-chat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again.